Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Everyone has at least one good story. And some of us have stories that are just to the left of normal. We're interested in the ones that push the boundaries of what we can perceive. Stories that defy explanations. Stories with an air of mystery. Stories we might not share. For fear of being thought of differently. But don't worry. We're all friends here. So... What's your weird story? Hello, Weirdsville. Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast, your weekly installment of the weird. And we've got a great one for you today. But before we get to that, I would like to introduce you to my co-host, Mr. Adam Beebe. How are you, Adam? I am well. Thank you very much, fellow co-host Barry Johnston. I don't know if you said your name or not. Yeah, I do that sometimes. Yeah, you, you're so excited to uh, jump into things today, because um, it, it is it is a good one. But, yeah, uh, I'm gonna, it is. But I'm going to slow your roll just a little bit here. I'm over-caffeinated, so... Yeah, uh, yeah. Been fighting sleep, man. You know, I don't know. Maybe it's my age or something, but uh, mm-hmm. just don't... Don't get the quality of sleep that I'd I'd wish for, and so what happens is you know you start the day off with uh, copious amounts of caffeine to try to get the body and the mind moving, you know. Yep. But uh, yeah, so but everything's going good in your neck of the woods. As you know, as per usual, yeah, it's pretty good. You know, I mean, you got the normal uh, everyday life that you deal with. <laughs> sounds yes. more grim than I meant it to be. Yeah. But uh Well you're yeah. de- you're dealing with some 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 vehicle issues again. Again. Yeah. Yeah. That's my running theme for twenty twenty one uh and twenty twenty and twenty nineteen, really. It's my running theme, but um but yeah, we're gonna get those resolved, hopefully. Um and uh, you know, I've also been struggling with sleep, but that's adjusting to some new medication. But right. uh yeah. Yeah, so what else is what else is new down uh, there? We are my daughter moves out today. Uh we moved uh, a bunch of stuff two let's see, two weekends ago. And so she's making a move. She's moving over to Tulsa. And so uh she'll be gone, which, you know, is a little bittersweet. You know, we're happy that she's moving on and, and doing things in the world. But yeah, uh, so you know, it's tough. You're you're a bit of a sad dad. A little bit, yeah. I'm I'm lucky. I've got really just good kids, man. Um, yeah. We're gonna go have lunch today, and then um, and then she'll shove off tonight. So, yeah, it's good. You got? Is there any kind of particular mental uh, song that you know the sad dad song that's playing? <laughs> is that when you got a bad sad dad theme? You know, I I uh, I guess I don't, man. It's weird because like with my wife, like you know, most people like have a song for like couples have a song or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, we never really like, we don't have a song, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is weird. I, but, but when I, there, over time I've developed a song, um, not mm-hmm. myself personally, but, uh, um, it's a, it's a, a smashing pumpkin song, which is just, it's a, it's off of the Machina record. Did you ever listen to that record? Machina, Machina mm-hmm. of the Gods? Yeah. Not a lot. Yeah. I kind of, uh, you know. When when they got out of, um, I kind of phased out 
with after melancholy. Yeah, I, I didn't understandable. listen to Machina. Yeah, um, I I, uh, I phased out before melancholy. So, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I I was the same way. I kind of, but that record, I don't know, it hit me at the right time. It was really good. It was done by that guy Flood, who's like a he's kind of like a like a dance kind of a producer yeah, yeah. from back then. So they yeah. so they kind of incorporate some of those like some of those things. Um, but it's done really well, and it's a really great record. But there's a song on there called, I think it's called Stand Inside Your Love or something yes, like that? Yes, that is a good song. I do Fuck know that me, one. dude. Just the lyric content of that alone is worth a read. But uh, one of his, one of, one of Corgan's shining love songs, hope, ho- the hopeless romantic that we love uh, Billy Corgan, you know, to be. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I got to think about that. I had to think about a uh, that kind of a thing for for my daughter. It's a good question, actually. So anyway, I'm gl- glad that I, I I posed it to you. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So anyway, uh, we're moving on and uh, trying to get into the uh, winter months, man. But it's really dragging its feet because as we sit today, the tenth of September. Uh, it's supposed to be 100 degrees today, which is not a lot of fun. I'm usually, I'm, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm looking forward to like, you know, 70s. That's where I'm yeah. at. You know. Yeah, well, we've we've been there in the mid 70s, mm. fortunately, for about a week, and uh, oh. I, you know, uh, it's it's been nice. But that is, um, that is nice. That is yeah. Nice. Usually, uh, you know, this time of year when things start to cool down and all the the leaves will start to change here yeah. in September and you know, it'll be getting more towards the fall and autumn and right. finally get rid of summer. Right. And uh creep into the story start creeping towards my favorite time of year, which is winter. That's right. Uh, that's right, man. Me too. So, I like the fall. My I'm a big fall guy. Mm-hmm. You know. What kind of weather do you think that, that Bigfoot likes? You know, I would think Bigfoot would like the fall. Um, yeah, me too. You know, because it would be kind of, uh, it'd be cool, you know, and it wouldn't be so hot with all that fur. It would uh, require uh, less energy to move around, Yeah, you know, and so that it could, uh, wouldn't have to eat as much. Maybe, I don't know if Bigfoot hibernates, but, you know, maybe it would hibernate or sleep a little longer. But uh, that's what I would think, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I asked that question because our our guest today is, uh, well, I mean, he's got a history in um, seeing Bigfoot, and uh, he's got some really really cool stories, and really is it is an exciting guy to talk to, uh, and our and our guest name is Steve Sparks. Yep, and yeah, like you said, Steve has got some really cool stories, and. We're just, you know, we're happy to have heard them because they're they're very exciting. From down yonder in uh, Oklahoma way is our buddy Steve. Steve, thank you for joining us. What's your weird story? Uh, well, the weird story has a lot of other little weird connections with it. But, you know, those are kind of little sidebar stories. But the primary story is when I was 14 years old. Um, I was out and about in the woods, and uh, I might as well just go ahead and explain what the scenario was. 
I was on escape from a juvenile facility, and I needed some place to hide out. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, okay, so I like where this starts. This yeah, is yeah, a, yeah. Definitely yeah. a good start. And uh, down in uh, Love County, Oklahoma, there's an area uh, called, uh, well, the town is called Leon. Okay. And it's, you know, it was a town before Oklahoma became a state. And, uh, you know, it was part of, it was even founded, I think, sometime around the land rush. Mm-hmm. Not real sure. But uh, I, my my family roots and everything's right there in that area. And it's down on the Red River. Mm-hmm. And there's an area kind of out of town down on the river that, you know, I ripped and ran up and down the whole time I was coming up. It's, you know, I'm familiar with that whole river bottom down through there. You know, if it's, if it's got sand and it's got water and it's got woods, I probably had a foot on it at some point. Yeah. Mm. And... I went down there and there's an abandoned cabin. So that's where I was going to kind of shack up and keep a low profile. And I was down there for, I don't know, maybe three or four weeks. It was getting wow. close to the end of summer. Damn. Well, it was three or four weeks by the time I had the encounter. Okay. And, but I stayed down there even longer. I was down there for a total of almost four months. Holy wow. shit, man. Well, I grew up in the woods. Well, okay. So you're you're obviously... Just living off the land. Yeah, living off the land. Yeah, and I'm close enough to town that I got a couple of, you know, childhood friends that would hook me up with something if I needed it or whatever. But for the most part, I kind of did things on my own. You know, hell, I'd eat grub worms. I'd eat any damn thing I could throw in a skillet and put a crisp on. Wow. Wow. So... And, you know, wildlife and game and stuff is pretty plentiful. Oh, yeah. And it's sure. not like you can't get something. If you're if you're really hungry and you know what you're looking for, you'd eat anything. You know? Yeah. But I was down there and had things set up in the cabin. That there was an old uh, kind of dump ground and stuff that had been used down there for hell ever since back in, I guess, the 20s, 30s, 40s. So there was a whole bunch of old stuff available. Yeah. And I found me some uh, old sheet iron and stuff, and I built me a fireplace hanging out the window of the cabin. And, you know, I found me some stuff I could cook on. You know, and they used an old hubcap for a bean bowl. You know, <laughs> you know I just, I did whatever I needed to, and I was I was fine. You know, I I actually enjoyed it. It was, I'm sure you did. Yeah. It was really fun, but at the same time, it was, you know, one of those things where every little bump at night makes you wonder, is there somebody else out here or uh, what is it? Is it just, a you know, an animal running around or getting into stuff or whatever? And if it was an animal and it's something that got close enough and I could snag it, I was going to eat that dude. So, <laughs> you know, I, I paid attention to my surroundings and I'm, I'm fairly observant in the woods anyway. You know, because you never know what you're going to walk up on or walk yep. into or, you know, just whatever. And, you know, if you don't pay attention, that you know, next thing you know, you'll find yourself in a bind and can't get out of it. Yep. Well, I found an old piece of plywood and I threw it up in the rafters in the cabin. And at 14 years old, I wasn't full growed yet. I wasn't tall. I was about, I'd say, you know. Five, eight, five, nine, I guess. Well, I couldn't reach up to the rafters, but now I'm full grown and I'm six foot tall and I can reach up 
and I can put my hand on on the bottom of the rafters. Mm-hmm. And it's six foot tall with an 18 inch span to the wrist, you know, from your elbow, which is about level with your head, all the way up. That's about 18 inches to, you know, right around the fingers or so. Yeah. So that's about seven and a half foot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, had that piece of plywood up there. And that's where I'd lay up there and sleep at night because I didn't want scorpions and snakes and, you know, tarantulas and crap crawling up in bed with me. Mm-hmm. So that's where I slept, you know, off the ground, elevate, yeah. critters yep. can't get to you. You're more observant of your surroundings. If something comes in, you got a better vantage point, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Well, one night I was laid up there and it was as clear as a bell, you know, moon big and bright. I could look out I could look out the window and I could see the river flowing down, see it, you know, sparkling and glistening off the river. It was real pretty. And, you know, and most of my activities I did at night mm-hmm. and sleep mm-hmm. during the heat of the day, you know, instead of being active and burning up extra calories and sweating and all that. It was cooler at night and it was easier yep. to get around and stuff. So, anyhow, uh, I was laid up there, just nothing to do. And all of a sudden, the cabin to the door come swinging open and I kind of peeped over the edge of the plywood and I'm looking down at an angle at the doorway and that cabin's not very wide it's about eight foot wide and they used uh, plywood for the floor and it was I guess two sheets of plywood wide and it was about four sheets of plywood total to cover the whole floor and four sheets of plywood ain't that big it's you know it's Eight by eight, 16, 16 by eight. So that's how big it was. And I got the little fire going in there. So there's kind of a little orangey glow in there. Plus, it ain't got no windows in it. It's just got big open holes where the windows was going to be. So I've got moonlight coming in and stuff. So I can see pretty good. And uh, the God awfulest damn smell. It smelled like somebody shit themselves, puked in it pissed all over it, rubbed a skunk down through it, mm. and you know, and then, you know, added a few more odors that I couldn't identify. It had this sickly smell to it. You ever smell rotten meat? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, man. It's nasty. Yeah. Yeah, but it's got that sweet, it's got that underlying hint of sweet to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I can't explain it. It ain't like it smells like sugar taste or nothing. It's oh, just yeah. got this and it's a kind of a heavy odor. It's oh, not like, yeah. yeah, that's what I smelled. Damn. And it was, it was god awful. I mean, it was almost to the point to make you puke. Yeah, yeah. But it was a dead still night, so there wasn't a breeze to blow blow it away or anything. And I kind of tucked my head down, and I looked up after I tucked my head down. I was like, "What in the hell is that smell?" And by the time I looked up. Something comes stepping in and stepped right up and under the plywood that I was laying on in the rafters. Like one quick little step in. But that's wow. ain't, that ain't, but, you know, I was right there dead middle. You got to think, I've got to see the plywood I'm laying on, so that's four foot. And it's ain't but eight foot wide. So that's only a four foot gap between where the plywood edge is to the doorway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's a big step. But, yeah, that would be a big step, you know, three and a half, four foot, give or take. And I'm like, all right, somebody done come up in this 
up in here with me. But that goddamn smell. And I'm trying to breathe, and I'm trying to breathe through my shirt. Got my shirt pulled up over my nose and stuff, trying to breathe through my shirt. And I'm thinking, all right, I'm just going to lay here and quiet, and maybe, you know, whoever just walked in will, will leave or won't notice me up there. Yeah, yeah. Well, I start hearing, you know, empty cans and stuff rattling around and stuff, and I can see the shadow from the fire reflecting, you know, well, shining up toward the, you know, the roof of the cab, the inside. Yeah. And so I can see something moving around by the shadow. So I get brave enough to kind of edge up and look over the front edge of the sheet of plywood. And right below me, and I'm telling you that, that the rafters were made out of uh, logs that mm -hmm. still have bark. Yeah. And I'm telling you, I'm showing you on the video deal, I'm telling you within two to three inches. Yeah, yeah. Directly under my face is the top of this head. Wow. Damn. And it is, I'm, a, I'm like, I don't have a description for what that particular moment was. Yeah. But I froze up solid. And I mean, I froze up like, you know, I got scared. I got yeah. really, really scared. What in the ever-loving hell is that talk? Yeah, man. I mean, it's it's kind of hairy, but it's stringy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if uh, I don't know if it was because of the firelight or what, but it had this oily, greasy-looking sheen to it. Like if you like, you ever seen somebody that ain't washed their hair in a month of Sundays? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's oh, just yeah. got that droopy, lackluster, yeah, oily, greasy look to it. Yep. And I'm thinking it's because of the fire glow that it's looking the color it is, but it had kind of a coppery, shiny sheen to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of a reddish, coppery look to it. And you know it's facing away from me but the angle that it's at i can see kind of over the shoulder mm -hmm. and i can barely see part of the face because the way it was turned because it's looking over toward the fire and this little makeshift table that i had set up mm. and i i can kind of see over the shoulder a little bit covering hair except for down where the chest is okay mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. it's kind of sparse and super scraggly and the skin looked black as soot it just wow. looks greasy black shiny like gorilla skin right wow wow and here's the here's the crazy part it had breasts oh really but they were long and saggy like you'd see in those old national geographics yeah 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 yeah, yeah absolutely you know? yeah and or you know you see aboriginal peoples and stuff where right they don't have any you know upper chest area support that ladies right. normally use so right right craft takes effect and does its thing yeah well that's what it reminded me of and you know it walked away from me so now all i've got is a back profile yeah it, this thing looked like it had the mange mm -hmm. oh really yeah. it wasn't it wasn't completely covered in hair there were bald spots sparse spots 
it just it looked old and sickly. It didn't look healthy at all. It wasn't real big and muscular. It looked kind of half-ass scrawny. Wow. It looked like an underfed basketball player. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you took LeBron James and you knocked off about 40 pounds or so, that might have been about the same musculature. You know, wow. super tall, yeah, yeah. but no heavy muscle. Wow, that's yeah. amazing. And the skin the skin just and the hair just kind of seemed to just hang on it. Okay. Wow. Not really filled out at all. And it's over there taking a, I'm going to call it a hand because that's what it was. And picking up different tins of empty food tins and stuff like that, or where I'd done, you know, went down and caught some crawfish, cooked them up, and crawfish kind of greasy, and they leave a little oily ring right. yep. when you fry them up. You know, and there were smells of cooked food in the cabin. Right. And the utensils and stuff I used, you know, still had the residues and stuff in them. Right. And it picked up, you know, different cans, put it to its face, smell it. And it looked like it was trying to stick its tongue in the cans. Wow. And then we'd just throw the can down and pick up another one. And might pick up another one and have one in each hand, smelling them both. Throw one down, take a finger, and, you know, kind of rub on the inside of the mm-hmm. can. You know, and then t- smell and taste the finger and stuff. Wow. Well, the closer it got to the fire, I guess the hotter it got. And it kind of reached over, and I must have had a pan or something that was over there that was still too close to the coals that was hot. Mm-hmm. And it went to reach or something anyway and yelled like like somebody had shot it. I mean, and it just went freaking nuts. Oh, wow. It went to knocking shit around, knock my damn fire out. Knocked the fire out the window. It fell. The coals and everything is right there up against this log cabin. To this day, the goddamn burn marks are still on the outside of that wow, cabin. Wow, wow, wow. And this has been 36 years ago. Holy shit. Wow. That same sheet of plywood still up in them rafters. Wow. Damn. But, uh, you know, a bunch of the other stuff's gone now. But anyhow... Threw a goddamn fit, knocked the fire out because of the lack of the sudden loss of brighter light. It got darker in there, and my mm-hmm. eyes didn't have a chance to adjust enough right. to see what else was going on. Yeah. You know, there's good moonlight, and once my eyes got adjusted, I could see just fine. Mm-hmm. But it left the cabin, and I laid up there. When it yelled and screamed and, and did its thing and all that, I laid there and pissed myself. I'm I sure, don't doubt man. it. And yeah. I laid in my own urine until hours after the sun come up because I had no clue where that thing went. Yeah, no right. Shit. Yeah. When I finally got enough gumption up to get down to go see, I could see where this thing had been outside the cabin watching me. Wow. I could find, I found the prints and stuff yeah. where it was sitting in the, out there watching. How big were they, man? See where it was shuffling around in one spot. Huge, huge and prints. And I saw where the prints led up to the cabin. Because mm. it's down on the river. It's kind of sandy. It's easy yeah. to leave a print. Yeah. And then I saw where the prints led away and down the big slope going down toward the river in this ravine in a gully. And lost track. Lost lost sign couldn't find any more prints or nothing and from that point forward i would only sleep a few hours during the high point of the day 
the rest of the time I was up. I'd stay up all night, whatever. I'd go do whatever I needed to do closer to dusk and right after dawn so I could see things a lot better. Yeah, yeah no kidding. But I did not want to be out there shuffling around in them damn woods with no way to really defend myself in, in the dark and it having the advantage of Yeah. But I ended up staying down there for about a total of four months. And I'd find tracks here and there, you know, and I was gone for years. I, I left for years and years and years. And I went back down there just to kind of go revisit the area and yeah. see, yeah. you know, how things was. And, and there had always been stories about that area, about weird shit happening down there. And uh, there was an old uh, Gothic-style, plantation-style uh, house, two-story house, with one of them wraparound porches on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it ain't there no more, but the family that owned it was extremely weird. And there's an old cellar and an old pump house and stuff that's still there. And the word is, and I personally ain't heard it. I've heard some weird shit, but I ain't heard this. But there's folks that say, uh, when you get close to that area where that old cellar's at, that you can hear people talking in it or crying in it. Well, the family that used to live in that house, they were their last name was Pitts. And everybody just called it the old Pitts place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And nobody nobody ever seen their kids come to school. They never seen them really in public in town. And the word was, you know, they'd get in trouble for something or whatever, didn't do what they're supposed to do or something. They'd lock them kids in that cellar. Damn. For punishment. Wow. And in that same area, and I've got pictures. I'd have to dig them up and stuff. Uh, do you know what uh, a rake is? Mm-hmm. Not a garden tool. I'm talking about the critter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, a rake. I got pictures of one. Really? Wow. From down there that was following me through the woods. Damn. When? At what time? So... Can you that hear me? whole area down there, there's something wrong with that damn area. There's something wrong with the magnetism in the damn ground down there. There's there's weird shit. I, are you familiar with the, the Folk River Monster? Yeah, yeah. I've never you heard ever of seen it. the casts of the footprint? I think so, yeah. I've got pictures of an actual live footprint of the exact same thing. Wow. From that area. So now I've got unexplainable footprints, Bigfoot sighting. I didn't even know what the hell Bigfoot was back then. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I had no clue. It hadn't caught on with the phenomena that it is now. Sure. Uh, uh, the folks down there, some of them tell you, the old, old folks say there's a woolly booger down there. Uh, or there's a, you know... Different names for them depending on who you ask, but the most common was the woolly booger. And uh, anyhow, the a rake, uh, there's spirits kind of crap going on down there. I don't know what all's going on down there, but that area down there just gives me the damn heebie-jeebies. It yeah. is a, it's a weird-ass place. Sounds and like it. I don't know if you folks have ever heard of Brown Springs. No. Packable. Uh-uh. Well, if any of your listeners happen to come in and comment, look up Brown Springs, Oklahoma, Thackerville. Okay. okay. 
I've heard of Thackerville. And, well, research this. If you think where I'm talking about is weird, look that up. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's just right down the river. Okay. It's pretty damn close as far as the crow flies from uh, Leon. Mm. Gotcha. You know, if you follow the river itself, I think it's like, you know, 12 miles, 13 miles. Okay. Between the two spots. Wow. How big? So, how, how big were the footprints that you saw? Uh, well, back then I think I wore like a size nine and a half, ten, and the footprints I would say I'd say they were probably close to a size thirteen, fourteen. Yeah. Wow. Good size. Yep. But at the same time, you know, it's sandy. So some of the print gets lost in the sand, collapsing yeah. back on itself. Yep. Sure. Yep. So I'm just guesstimating. And if right. you disturb sand in one spot, you know, a few inches further away, the sand gets disturbed there too. Yeah. So, yep. yeah. so it, I can't be exactly clear on what it was, but, you know, I know damn well that it, it was, uh, I'd have to say, I'd have to say bigger than, you know, 13, 14 inches. Yeah, that's good. That's a good size. It seems if it was um, if it was female in that size, that seems like it would be proportionate to that size of a foot for sure. Yeah. It being about seven and a half foot, you know, between seven and foot three and seven foot six. I, I did some formulations. I, I tried to do, you know, scientific method. Yeah, yeah. I've talked with a lot of biologists. I've even, with Jeff Meldrum, mm-hmm. and talking about body mass index, calorie intake, what it would take to support an animal of that size, the caloric needs for an animal of that size uh, daily, whether it was at rest or exerting itself, or you know just. All the different math that goes with it. And yeah. I could go into a long diatribe about what that is. But if you do a body mass index and you do a proportion and you use humans as a base model, which is not accurate because it's not human. Right. Right. It's not accurate, but it would give you at least a base model platform. So you could take the ground that is standing on. Take a weight. Take a weight in the in the size of the print, like a board or whatever. Take a weight, get a total weight of it. See how far it presses down in in comparison to the actual casting. Right. Mm-hmm. And you can exponentially increase that up until you get the same weight index. Gotcha. Right. Yeah. Or or in the neighborhood of, and you can do. I've got all the mathematical formulas written down. Where you can do the height and height and uh, footprint size, and get a ballpark guesstimation within say fifty pounds of what the animal weighs. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That makes because sense. Because also you have to consider uh, the mid tarsal break, which uh, displaces weight. Mm-hmm. Right. Because of the way it steps, so all the weight is usually either on one end or the other of the foot, and never on the total foot. Gotcha. Yep. The yep. same at the same as it would be for a human, sure. Because we don't have the mid tarsal break, and 
There, there's so many factors in this. I, I tried everything I could possibly come up with to make myself sound crazy. I wasn't drunk, wasn't high. I don't know what was going on. Mm-hmm. I don't know if if it was. I don't know. I yeah. just I don't have a verifiable answer. And I approach everything I do in researching with a skeptic's mind. Mm-hmm. I approach it with a quote from uh, Arthur Conan Doyle's Sherlock Holmes. If you rule out everything that is impossible, whatever you've got left, however improbable, mm-hmm. must be the truth. Right. Yep. Yeah. Well, I have ruled out every damn thing that is not possible. And even though this is highly improbable, mm-hmm. that damn thing was a Bigfoot. Right. <laughs> have you spoke to other people around that area that have anything that's close to your story? You ever uh, walked into an insane asylum and you want to make sure that you're the only one in there that they don't think's crazy? <laughs> When you go into town and you ask people, they're trying to make goddamn sure that nobody else in town thinks they're crazy, even if yep. the other person's saying something that they Very know for is true. Very true. Yep. That's you know that that's what we find to be more often than not the folks that come on the podcast often don't tell people. Um, outside of their close friends and even sometimes their close friends because of that very thing. Um, and we've been down in the the Hanobi. Uh, we went down to the Bigfoot uh, Festival down in that. Is that kind of in that area, Hanobi National Park? Oh, that's, that's way east of me, man. That's oh, okay. way east. Okay, okay. You know, where, you know where Oklahoma City is, right? Oh, yeah. Yep. If you head due south on I-35 and you hit Texas, you just pass. Okay. Right. Yep. I live so close to Texas, I can walk outside and spit, and they think it's raining. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure you've done that a couple of times. I would have. Numerous times. <laughs> Even took a pee in the river a few times. <laughs> but we we talked to some folks over there that um, had some really interesting sightings. And a friend of ours that we grew up with, actually, uh, around the El Reno area had a, uh, a pretty interesting uh, Bigfoot sighting. So it's one of those things that we keep coming back to, and we've got actually one of the guys that uh, helps us out from time to time, uh, Jeff Hubbard. He's a big Bigfoot guy, and uh, I can't wait till he hears this story. Oh, yeah. Because he's going well, to love it, man. Say, Barry. Yeah. What's the weirdest job you've ever had? Yeah. That's a good question. It would either have to be the time that I worked at a cattle feedlot or the time that I worked for a Greek painter. Were you his model? Uh, not quite. Well, you know, it's funny because one of my weirdest jobs was being in a model in art school. But it was portraits, not full body nude. The reason I'm asking is because those jobs may be kind of normal, but we know people are out there that have weirder jobs than that. Maybe you're a mortician. Maybe you're a scientist trying to bring back the dinosaurs or the woolly mammoth. That'd be cool. That would be really cool. If you guys out there have weird jobs, unusual jobs, crime scene photographer, maybe you worked at an adult educational film set. 
if you know what I mean. Wink, wink. Just something that's unusual, out of the ordinary, and, you know, a little bit weird. Hey, those are cool stories, too. We'd love to hear those. So give us a call or an email or whatever. You know how to get a hold of us. Be part of the community of Weirdsville. always if, if i talk to somebody about any of this and especially if it's somebody you know doing some uh report on it or whatever i always want to throw this in if you're not real familiar with the area you're going into stay the fuck out of there yeah yeah good advice right yeah and the reason i say that is is i don't care how good a woodsman you are you all you got to do is bury just a few steps off the trail you're familiar with the next thing you know you're in territory you have no clue what to do with right yep and you know there are professional outdoorsmen and i get it but for the layman who is an interest in all this i don't necessarily think that bigfoot you know as a species is overtly aggressive Mm -hmm. unless it has to be like anything else Right, but at the same time, just because you're out there looking for this, uh, you know, Harry and the Henderson friendly, cuddly creature, well, them damn wild hogs and panthers and snakes and yep. scorpions and everything else—they're not warm and cuddly. They don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And if you're not an experienced, you know, outdoorsman to the degree that you can go in any environment and survive like on survivor man or whatever mm-hmm. stay the hell out of there unless you're going in with someone make sure that you're completely prepared three learn how to investigate right just going out and looking don't do shit I, every every video that i see i get so pissed off when it's like ooh, we heard knocks or Hey, look, we found a print. Or, hey, look, there's a video of one going across there. How many of these people do any kind of damn follow-up, do a perimeter search, see if they can find anything to validate and verify what they just saw? Yeah. Or what they just found? Yeah. You don't hardly ever see any true investigation done. Even in finding Bigfoot and all them BFRO weirdos, you know, it's it's it gets on my last damn nerve. If you're going to go in and investigate something, go in with a scientific approach and yep. with a heavy, heavy, heavy degree of skepticism. Mm-hmm. Right. Don't automatically assume that because a tree is broke over, that Bigfoot broke the sun bitch over. Right, right, right. You know, just because you find, you know, something out there like a bunch of sticks piled up together, don't automatically assume it's a habitation. Right. Well, you know what? That's that's a crock of shit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You, there. Uh, there's a lot of issues. Also. Um, well, anytime you do a TV type show or whatever, there's going to be some problems because you got to produce the goods or do something entertaining. That's yeah, the problem. But but I was well, going to uh, speaking of that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. This is another uh, little. This is kind of weird and it's kind of funny and it's it's to me it's hilarious. Uh, you ever heard of uh, oh, what's his name that had the million dollar bounty? Uh, 
Jesus Christ, I can't remember his name. He, he's he's been a big Bigfoot researcher, had his own radio shows and all kinds of stuff. And uh, anyhow, his son is involved in it now. He made a business out of it, and it's act, it actually got traded on the stock exchange. Wow. Really? Oh, what wow. His name? I, I'll message you guys and remember his name at some point. I can't remember it now, okay, but okay. this was a few years ago. Anyway, he come down here at the invite. Somebody else I know who's also a blithering idiot and don't know his, you know, don't know the difference between a rock and a pine cone when he's in the woods. Yeah. But he invited them down, and you know they're down there looking. They're going on the Brown Spring side, and then they go over on the Texas side where somebody had a, a hunter had reported that he was attacked on that side. Okay. And he left his deer stand and everything. I mean, he left everything there and got the hell out of there, you know? Wow. So they went in this area. Well, the funny thing is, is I knew all about it, and I knew where they were going, and they come down there to hunt Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. With yeah. big fifty caliber guns and you know, infrared and all this other stuff. Well, they got a bunch of footage and stuff, and you can't find it now because it's all been taken down. And I'll tell you why it was taken down. Because the shit they were uh, filming was me. Really? <laughs> Are you serious? I was on the other side of the river leading them on a wild goose chase, knocking <laughs> on trees and howling and everything else. And I must have led them about four and a half, five miles before they finally gave up. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's hilarious. So you caught wind. You caught, that, you caught wind that they were around and and. Oh, I knew they were going because I was involved in them going, because I knew the other fella and I went down there as a tracker. Okay. A couple of days before they made the yeah made the you know the little excursion and I said oh, I can't make it tonight, fellas. I, I'm not going to be able to make it. I got other pressing engagements I need to tend to. <laughs> well, I did. I had another <laughs> pressing engagement. I went on the other side of the river and. Took him on a chase. That's pretty fucking <laughs> funny. That's pretty funny. <laughs> and, and the reason I did that wasn't to try to hoax anything. I wasn't trying to hoax nothing. But I believe that that creature has a right to life the same as everything else does. And right. I think unless you're going to skin it and throw it in a damn skillet, don't kill it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right, it don't yeah. go in the skillet, don't kill it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, and to exploit that situation, too. You know, it's fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. You know, and so have I'll, you? Do you never discovered? Do you actively um, track or investigate now? Do you go out well, and look, or where are you at on that? Considering I'm on a cane these days, uh, not much. Oh, okay, okay. I'm trying to heal up from a, a really bad ankle break. I got a titanium plate and eleven screws holding my ankle together. Damn. But as soon as I can get out there stomping around, cane or not, as soon as it heals up good enough, I'm going. So uh, so it's safe to say that that experience that you had as a kid has propelled you on throughout your life to try to find more evidence or or something? Nope. I don't want any evidence. I don't want evidence. You know what evidence does? What? Gets people convicted. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't want Bigfoot convicted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Because as soon as they convict him, they're going to throw him in a damn cage or they're going to kill him. Right. Yeah. And I don't want that. Sure. So if I don't sure. ever find nothing, I go out there because I want to have the experience. I don't right. want to find stuff to come back and throw in people's face. I just want oh, to go sure. have 
experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, yeah. sure. You know, you know, it's kind of like people that go jumping out of airplanes. That's a perfectly good airplane. What you jumping out of it for? Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> but they do it. They're doing it for the experience. It ain't yeah. like they can take that fall with them. Yeah, that's true. That's a great way to look at it too, man. Absolutely. You know, that's yeah, a, I don't, that's a pure that's a pure way of of of, of going about it. Man, uh, you know, I have I have this soft spot in my heart for for the creature, not the myth. I don't have the myth can kiss my ass because it's what it is. It's a myth, right? But for the creature that I know exists, didn't do me any harm. Mm-hmm. Didn't come in that cabin to try to do me harm. Knew I was there, right? Yep. So why in the hell should I do anything that's going to bring harm to it? Sure. Exactly. Kind of like rattlesnakes. I like to eat rattlesnakes, but if I find one, I'm going to catch it and I'm going to get it away from humans and other stuff because it serves it serves a purpose in our ecology. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You know. Yeah. But if I'm hungry and I feel like eating snake, I'm going to eat him. Right. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. You know, I, I like hugging trees, but you know, sometimes there's stuff in them trees that I can eat, like you know, pecans or squirrels. And I'll do either one. Yeah. You know, but if I ain't got no need for it, what's the point? Right. Yeah, exactly. So what if they discover Bigfoot and they prove that he's real? So what? What the hell did it really do? Yeah, right. It just gave a bunch of humans an a I told you so moment. And Okay, so what are you going to do with that I told you so moment? You're going to fold it up and put it in your pocket and pull it out every now and then to look at it and say, yep, I told them so. Right. <laughs> yeah. it, don't, it don't serve any purpose that's going to benefit those yeah. creatures we don't need them for our benefit yeah what do you unless feel they can, uh, unless they can teach us some things that we don't know that we need to know or need to remember right. you know what you know what one thing it's taught me what's that i like doing just like bigfoot i like being seen very little and staying out of folks business there you go there you go yep there you go and i like keeping folks out of my business yeah. so yep. me and bigfoot got a lot in common i learned a lot and right. that's a very simple, simple, yeah, yeah. simple lesson. That's a great way to live your life too. What do you yep. think? What do you think about the legislate legislation about the? Uh, they're trying to do the uh, the Bigfoot season for hunting or whatever that they're trying to pass there for a while. I don't even know what happened to that. Did it pass or? Yeah, it passed. Oh, did it? And the bounty on it's gone up to like over two and a half million or something. Wow. But I think that it serves me personally. I think that it serves like three different points of interest. One, it it draws tourism revenue. Yep. Big right. time. Right. And that's good for the state. I get that. Yep. Because that revenue that the state is drawing helps protect our our natural resources. It helps protect our, our hunting lands and right. you know, the stuff that people ain't went in and, you know, tore up yet. Right. Yeah. Right. Point number two, it's a point who believe mm-hmm. and if and if somebody if a government agency is signing off on it that helps bolster their belief yeah. yep yep you know they wouldn't have a season on it if it didn't exist okay right well i i get the point yeah and the the worst point of the whole thing is is you're going to have a bunch of damn idiots out there running through the woods with firearms right and next thing you know some old boy trying to hide out in the ghillie suit gets popped in his head yeah 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 yep 
Yeah, exactly. Because he got mistaken for, um, you know, Harry and the Hendersons. Right. Yep. Yeah. So I think that it can cause a lot of uh, public harm. I can see the public good, and I can see where it will draw public interest. Yeah. So it serves a whole bunch of different perspective points on it. And perspective is reality. How somebody perceives something is their reality. Whether it's yep. anybody else's reality or not, it's there. Yeah, that's right. Yep. That's the philosophy yeah, that we live 100%. by here. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. You know, just because I think something's full of shit don't mean that it is. Yeah, right. That's true. But if, but if you know, and when people try to argue with me and tell me, well, you don't know what you're talking about, like politics or something. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, you're probably right. But I don't have to know how to play the violin to know when someone else can't play the damn thing either. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's very true. That's a no truer statement ever you spoken. Know? Yeah. That's so yeah, true. Just because I don't play the violin don't mean I can't tell when someone else can't. Right. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I got a question. Yeah, well, so how did you hear about us, man? I found you in one of them cryptid groups, I think. Oh, okay. Okay. Awesome. There's so many of them. I join and jump back out of them and join and jump back out. I go through and I scroll through and if something kind of piques my interest and I think it might be worth giving it a perusal, I'll go through it and see what I come up with. And there's some of the stuff in there. Jesus Christ. Like uh, all these different theories about Bigfoot having a... these supernatural powers of cloaking or right. or interdimensional beings or they were sent down here by aliens to monitor us and shit. Well, they're doing a piss poor job if, if they are. Right. Yeah. You know, for as few of them as there are. Right. And, dude, I mean, what are they really thinking when they come up with these theories? Or they're the Nephilim and they were, they're fallen angels and stuff. Right. Yeah. Well, well, the last time I checked, you know, the prettiest angel that ever existed was uh, Lucifer himself, and he failed too. And they right. say he was the most beautiful angel of all. Yeah. Yep. Last time I checked, Bigfoot's an ugly some bitch. Right. <laughs> so, what are your thoughts on that? Like, where where do you lie in that? Or do you think it's just a creature that was sort of over time has just sort of gone into hiding, or what are your thoughts on that? I don't think it ever came out of hiding. I think it was uh, kind of like other species that we haven't came across, mm-hmm. not because they haven't been there, but because we didn't know to look for them. Right. And we just happened to come across them. And then, you know, once uh, communications got a lot more adept at translating information from point A to point B, then it grew exponentially. Yep. And whenever you increase uh, you know, humanity's capabilities of communicating over great distances, then you're you're relaying thoughts much faster, relaying ideas much faster, and you get a lot more exponential growth in all areas because the ideas that Fred in Cucamonga over here has and George over here in, you know, Florida has, and, you know, if they both have ideas but they can't seem to get a breakthrough on their own idea if they ever meet, and it's like, well, hey, you're thinking along the same lines I am. Next thing you know, you've got lights in your house. Right. Yeah. Yep. You know, or yeah, man. you've yeah. got a cell phone, or you got a satellite in space. I mean, all these things had to be uh, 
the transmission of information. And when it comes to cryptids and creatures that we're not aware of, it's not because I don't believe that they don't exist, and it's not because I believe they do exist. It's because of the translation of information at the time that they were, uh, some air quotes here, discovered. Right. You know? Exactly. Once that information became more, more prevalent, and then you start adding in the uh, pareidolia. Yeah. And then add in apophenia mm-hmm. to where something reminds you of something else. So you make the connection. And next thing you know, you're doing the telephone game like they did in yeah. school. Right. Yep. Where this kid is told my grandma wears green socks. And then by the time it gets to the last kid. It's done metamorphosed into, you know, my grandma sucks big green cocks. Right. <laughs> hey, man, that was a family secret. Uh, <laughs> I, you but, know, that's it's interesting, dude, because that's what you what you say there, because that's so true. I think we do that and we don't even realize we're doing that. Like if absolutely. I see a creature that I can't fucking identify, the first thing I'm going to do is try to match it against something that I have seen or that I can, yeah. Oh, amen, absolutely. Yeah. You want me to give you a prime example of that? What's that? Dogman. Dogman, yeah. There you go. Right. Do you know what my theory for Dogman is? And I've got the biology to back it up, and I've got the history to back it up. You know what the hell Dogman is? No. It's a fucking baboon. There you go. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I could Back see that. Back in the 1800s, when when there were, you know, these big cattle ranches and, you know, and people owned lots of land. They had all this money and they were so extravagant in their, their acquisitions of things. And they would buy exotic animals and they would do this and do that. Well, for the general public, who in the hell has seen a damn monkey that looks like a dog? Right. Not many people. Yeah. So if you take... If you take Joe Farmer and he's out in the damn woods and this animal maybe was let go because it they got tired of you know, keeping it or maybe they got tired of feeding it or it escaped or whatever. And baboons are huge. Yeah. And they're scary and they look like dogs and they have hands. Yeah, man. They can stand up right. Yep. And if somebody who's never, ever even heard of one sees one come charging at them through the damn woods and has got that mouth open and it looks like a dog, they're going to associate it with a dog that's walking like a man. Yeah, man. That's true. And that's the story. And whenever someone's afraid and their adrenaline gets flowing and all that and they get get so hyped up. Yeah. Kind of like your buddy who was drunk off his ass one night and got his butt kicked by a midget says yeah this big old six and a half foot tall you know big guy just beat my ass but i think i got a few good licks in no dude you got your ass whooped by a midget because you were drunk and he knocked you off your stool yeah people people's minds will inflate what they see when they're afraid yeah that's true and it will become so big and in their mind, this super scary moment that they had no mental explanation for mm-hmm. 
has now gained a life of its own and grew so large in their mind that when they're telling the story and then that story gets retold, it's grandma's green socks all over again. Yeah, man. Right. And yeah. Whenever you increase the availability of the story, and now that story has traveled across the country because we can communicate more. Yep. And people who have had similar exposures to things will take and add their own little sprinkling of spices and stuff into right. it. And the story has become a worldwide phenomenon over something that happened that had a super simple natural explanation. Yeah. 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 People are trying to, when they try to create something, when they, they witness something that they don't understand or they're confused by, or, you know, they haven't had this kind of experience before, you know, their brain tries to form Make it. sense of it. Yeah. 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 It tries to put it in the, and it has that, the, the the structure and the framework of its knowledge base and so if you know what a dog looks like but you've never seen a mandrill or something you know that like you know with a, a weird looking you know primate that makes sense that you know it was a dog man because you know what a dog yeah. looks like and you yeah. can hear it it's, it's upright barking sound and something like that yeah yeah huge it's like three or four foot tall. It's coming at you in the dark. You can't really see it all that clear. It's got gnashing teeth, and it's screaming at you, and it looks crazy, and it's yep. got a dog-headed shape to it. Yep. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, there you go. That's a very man. logical, yeah. very logical very. Uh, theory. For, yeah. Very. And, and it's true that, I mean, there are invasive species all over the country oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. that were introduced by people who wanted them as pets. Look yep. at the damn uh, snake problem in Florida. Yeah, man, mm -hmm. big time. Yep. Big, there's big a time. Uh, there's there's a type of lizard that is in uh, the Cincinnati area. They call it a Lazarus lizard, and it's not natural to this area. And according to the legend, there was a family. They were the Lazarus family, and they were a wealthy, I think, merchant family here way back in the day. And they went to Italy, and one of the boys, one of the sons, one of the kids, found some lizard there and brought it back, or maybe a couple of lizards brought it back, and now they are all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and just by an accident, by some little kid, you know, bringing in, or, you know, you hear about, like, invasive beetles that come in on some kind of, like, you know, yeah. piece of wood that somebody's cut down for for pine or for you know for yeah. woodworking or building or something important export yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 yep that's crazy so amazing you know as far as i'm concerned when it comes to bigfoot to me bigfoot is not a cryptid bigfoot is he's no different than a damn raccoon no different than a bear a squirrel it's just another natural creature that we have little understanding of because it's so evasive of contact with us. Yeah. And it being um, the type of creature it is, even even simple creatures know to stay the hell away from us. Yep. Mm -hmm. And simple creatures develop habits that help them stay concealed. Yep. Yeah. You know, so right. why can't this creature, even if it is eight foot tall or you know, and I'm thinking, you know, the ones that you're reporting that are, you know, 12 foot tall, 15 foot tall, 
Uh, there you go. It's another. Uh, it's another baboon incident. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. I saw something yeah. I don't understand, and now it's bigger than life. Yeah, sure. So, Man. yeah, that's you're you're right. I think you're right when it comes to that, and it's a uh, fascinating man. You got you got a really well thought out um, way of looking at at that, and it's uh, it's nice because. You never know when you talk to people. Sometimes it's like, do they have a realistic understanding of what it is mm-hmm. that they're trying to 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 explain or what they've seen? And it seems like you've taken a lot of time to uh, to, oh, sit, to sit with that. Yeah. Well, and not only that, um, you know, I I'm one of those kind of people, and don't let my accent and you know the way I talk and all that fool you. I I I really try to have an analytical mind. Mm-hmm. And I am the world's worst skeptic. Don't bring me no bullshit and tell me that, you know, it's a damn cinnamon roll. Right. Don't do that. Right. Yeah. Because I will investigate it and I will ask you everything I can. Yep. And then one of the reasons I don't put out any of my, you know, air quotes again, evidence mm-hmm. is because I can't substantiate it with anything right. significant enough that it could not be argued with. Right. It, there's so much stuff that people come with that is evidence and it is true and it is real. And then you've got the entire broad spectrum of the people who will say, no, it's not. Prove it. Right. Yeah. And when you can't bring proof of it, you know, what do you do? Exactly. Yeah, but you're you're that is a healthy way to go about it too because mm-hmm. you're just you're being honest and that adds validity to what you're saying. You know, because anybody can come out and talk shit and say a bunch of stuff and and then when it comes down to, you know, putting up or shutting up, they make every excuse in the world as to why they can't do it, you know. Yeah, exactly. And that's where you right. run into problems, you know. And I'm not going to do that. If somebody asked me you know, do I believe Bigfoot exists? No, I don't. I know Bigfoot exists. Mm-hmm. There's a difference. Yep. Belief something that you have and something you can't you can't validate. Right. Right. Truth and knowledge is something that you can. Yep. I don't have to prove it. Here's here's an example. I'll give you a real good example of how this works in my head. Ask me any question you want, and I and I promise you, I will even bet you that I know the answer to it. Does my grandmother Ask any suck? You want. Does Don't my, even care what it is. Does my grandmother suck green cocks? I know the answer to that next question. <laughs> <laughs> you just answered it I without answering it. What yeah, I yeah. know. Yeah. Right. I don't right. have to validate your belief in what I know. Yeah. Right. Because I know. And so that's Absolutely. that's my that's my take on it. Yeah, I, I can know anything. Now, whether or not I, the burden of proof lies with you proving that I don't know it, I don't have to prove to you that I do know it. You right. have to prove that I don't. Right. right. Yeah. Exactly. And that's where that's where the validity comes in. Yeah. I can know anything, and for the same reason you can't prove that I don't know it. Is the exact same reason I can't prove that I do. Right, right. man. You're 100% correct.
Hey everybody, you're listening to the What Your Weird Story podcast. You probably knew that already because you're listening or downloaded to the episode off of your iTunes or your Spotify or whatever place you get your podcast from. We want to thank you for listening. We also want to remind you to like us, follow us, subscribe to us, make sure that you get your new podcast episode every week. We'd also like to ask you to rate and review so that we can grow our audience and we can have more friends, we can have more stories. So thanks for listening to What's Your Weird Story. I want to know, before we get too far, I want, I've been lingering on this, but I want to hear more about the rake. I want to hear that story, if that if we can do that real quick. Yeah. That's, that's one we've had a couple of similar type stories, but that's a really a rare one to hear about exact same area that i'm talking about down on the river there's a a place where the locals and everybody just calls it the slough mm-hmm. if you're familiar with what a slough is it's basically just a spring-fed creek that you know has multiple places where it's just coming up through the ground it's not an actual creek creek until it becomes a creek right. well that, that marshy swampy area is what we call a slough and i went all the way down to the slough and uh, I took some video footage, had had another fellow with me, and I took some video footage, and I thought it was pigs until I reviewed the footage. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, that's kind of that's kind of odd. So I took and did some still frames and, you know, outlined what I was seeing and then the next frame showing where it had moved and changed. And after I'd done all that, you know, I'm looking at it, still standing there reviewing what I'd just taken a video of. And I'm showing him, and I'm like, dude, I don't think that's pigs. And he's like, well, I'm getting the fuck out of here. And he left. (laughs) He took off. He goes back up the trail. He goes all the way back up to where the pits place is. As far as I know, that he went straight there because I caught up to him later. But I'm about a quarter of a mile down in the woods by the slough. And I'm on my way back, and I keep hearing something. And I'm thinking to myself, all right, if this is a, you know, big fuzzy following me, you know, I'm going to see if I can get get a picture or something. Mm-hmm. I'm looking around, and I don't see nothing. And I'm then I'm thinking, all right, well, there's also been uh, panthers reported down in there. And I'm yep. thinking, all right, well, maybe I'm being stalked. So I'm like, all right, I better be careful, you know, kind of pay real close attention to wherever I hear any noise. Mm-hmm. And I start walking backwards, you know, and I'm staying kind of in the trail and I can kind of just, you know, ease my way back, look over my shoulder every now and then. Because they say that a panther, as long as they can see your face, they won't attack you. Yeah. You know, they take advantage of sneak attacks. And I'm thinking that, you know, it's either that or something. And I'm thinking, well, it can't be a hog because hogs don't really give a shit. And they'll just take off through the woods making all kinds of noise. Yeah. yeah. And But I can't think of what it would be that would be following me. And I can hear it pacing me. So I catch a glimpse of something and it looks almost like a grayish white. Okay. Uh, 
not quite white, but not not necessarily gray. Okay. Mm-hmm. Kind of a pasty look, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I kind of look, and it's not moving, but it don't it don't fit where it's sitting. It just don't fit in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I take a couple more steps backwards, and I got my phone up, and I'm ready to take a picture. And I take pictures in black and white because of the uh, it's it's easier to distinguish true shapes. Yep. In black and white than it is in color because it's too vibrant. It, the colors yep. kind of blend right. together and stuff right. in the woods. So I take pictures in black and white when I'm in the woods, and I do that on purpose. So anyhow, I. I'm waiting, and when I see the movement out of the corner of my eye, I swing my phone around and click the picture, and then I swing the phone back in front of me again, and I keep walking backwards. And I don't think nothing of it, and I hear it moving a little faster. So when I get closer to where I feel like, all right, I can I can make a dash for it because I ain't real sure what the hell it is. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have a weapon with me. All I had was a pocket knife. And I'm like, you know, Lord help me if I had to pull out that damn Boy Scout pocket knife. So I get back up to the car and uh, I don't say nothing about it and all that. And we, you know, we go leave. And I asked him what he was so spooked about, and he said, man, there was something else out there in them woods. And I don't know what it was, but I kept seeing little flashes of, of white. Yeah. Wow. I don't know what would be white in the woods. You know, we don't have any birds that are naturally stark white. Uh, might have been an albino raccoon. It could have been anything. Who knows? But he said there was just something not right about it. It was weird, mm-hmm. and I got this creepy feeling, and I got to get out of there. Especially when you told me that you didn't think that uh, them was hogs, and I didn't say what I thought it was. Right. You know? Yeah. I just said, hey, man, I don't think them's hogs over there. And he says, man, I'm getting the fuck out of here. And gone. Yeah. So when I went back and I looked at the picture and I, you know, blew it up a little bit and looked in there, this damn thing is crawling toward me. Mm. On its hands and knees, it's shaped like a human being, it's shaped like a man. And I've been back down there since, and I took other pictures, and I've got other pictures to show where there's these faces that match it. Oh, man. What you would see on the Internet, I've got pictures of faces that match what you've seen people post on the Internet. Damn. So some of the pictures that I've seen on the Internet, they say were hoaxes or made up or whatever. Well, I don't know, but but my mind is... Of this idea that for every, you know, lie that's told, there's a grain of truth in it. Mm-hmm. Sure. And people wouldn't be coming up with these grains of truth if there wasn't an actual grain of truth somewhere in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And being able to validate some of this stuff with what I saw, what I personally encountered, and it was at a little bit of a distance, you know, but still close enough to that I could see it. But what the human eye sees and what the camera catches are two different things. Yeah. You know, and it's like you take a picture of your buddy standing 10 feet from you. Looks like he's 30 feet from you in the picture. But to you, he's just 10 feet. Yeah. So it's just it. it, 
I'm I'm just gonna say, man, I will go out there in the damn woods. I've been down there at Brown Springs, which I'm mentioning again. When I was a kid, pulling the damn wagon with my camping gear behind a bicycle, going down there to go camping, got a little twenty-two, got my fishing poles and stuff. Stay down there all damn weekend. Parents don't give a shit. They know where I'm at. Right. Never any problems. Nothing. There ain't a damn thing at Brown Springs that bothers me, and that's one that's supposed to be one of the creepiest damn places there is in Oklahoma. And that place don't bother me at all. You take me back over over down there to the cabin area, dude, my my little pecker draws up like a turtle in a hailstorm. <laughs> I get the woolly boogers. I get, I get the creeps. My skin crawls. I get the sweating. Damn, There's man. something not right That's, about that area. Wow. Is there any way we could see those pictures, man? Or could you? Could you? Is there any way to look at that? Or that'd be great. Oh uh, well, I, 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 it's, I'm kind of. I mean, not now. I'm well, saying no, yeah, later. Uh, after. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I, can, okay. I can get them to you guys and send them cool. to to uh, yeah, message. Cool. Sweet man, that's amazing. So, so what do you? I'm think? not out. I'm not offering these pictures as any kind of proof. No, no, right. no, no. Yeah, because. Yeah. It is what it is, right. but I can I can tell you with one thousand percent truth that they are genuine photographs. That right. they have not been altered. They have not been, uh, you know. There's nothing been done to them at all. Yeah. These are genuine photographs as I took them. Awesome. Period. Awesome. So, so what what do you think that this is? What do you think that the rake is, or whatever it is that you saw? Dude, I'm not even going to speculate what it is because I don't give a shit what it is. It just needs to stay the fuck over there. Right. <laughs> Whatever the hell it is just needs to not be what it is near me. Right. right. Stay over there all it wants. Just right. leave me the hell alone. Some sort of I don't know what it is. I yeah. can't speculate. I don't know. Yeah. Wow. Something negative of some sort. You know what? I can't even say that. Yeah. Because it didn't do anything to harm me. Yeah. I'm not saying that it would or wouldn't, but hell, there's all the chance in the world that it's just somebody suffering from some kind of bad skin disease or, you know, it's an actual human being that, you know, wants human contact and, you know, and who in the hell, yeah, who the knows? God's honest truth, you ever, you ever see, if you had never ever in your life seen a burn victim mm. and then you came across and saw a burn victim. For the first time in your life, and they look like a uh, old Deadpool without a suit on. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah, It'd be tough. What would you think when you saw that? Yeah, God knows what. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, that's also true and evident in history. There, there have been people who had body deformities or had suffered some kind of ailment or whatever, and come in contact with people who had never experienced these things. Yeah. And next thing you know. They're this freaking monster when yep. they're just as human as you and I. Right. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. And that that's not fair. And and I get it. It's scary. But at the same time, what's also scary is is the lack of compassion that some humans, you know, refuse to show other humans. Right. Very true. Because Very they don't true. understand, or they don't want to take the time to understand. Yep. So lack of knowledge. And fear destroys knowledge. And the more you destroy it, the less likely you are to progress and, you know, gain a greater knowledge. And that is so tragic. 
There are so many intelligent human beings on this planet that are a bunch of damn dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Some of the smartest people in the world I know. Yeah. yeah. I look at them like, dude, do you even know how to tie your freaking shoes? Yeah. Yeah. Overeducated idiots, man. They're Amen. Everywhere. Yeah, they're everywhere. I'm an under I'm an undereducated idiot. Yeah. I well. do dumb shit too. Like go out in the woods and look for stuff that could eat me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've known a lot of street smart people in my uh in my day and, and they always seem to impress me a little bit more than the book smart folks. So you you come across well, as one of those guys, man, for sure. For and sure. uh or and you we are forest smart, I guess you know. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I don't, yeah, I, I don't know. If I'm just smart, or I just have a, I have a, I have a passion for not being ignorant. Yeah, yeah. You have an inquisitive mind, you know, and that counts for a lot. Passion counts for a lot, man. You know. And there, there is a big difference between being someone who is smart or not smart, and then with ignorance and not ignorant that's right. a different right. it's a whole other yeah, exactly. thing exactly exactly so. but um but man honestly <laughs> this has been such a fascinating talk dude i mean you absolutely great stories man well I, I i really appreciate the the interest and the time and you know and hopefully you know hopefully it may give other folks you know a new perspective on how to approach things they don't understand great man very good you know and that that would be beautiful in and of itself believe what you want you know have faith in what you want you know argue it argue it till you're blue in the face but just always pursue more knowledge and use a healthy dose of skeptic if you don't question something are you truly learning the answer to it yeah that's true Exactly. Very, yeah. Very true. Very true, man. Thank you, Steve, for spending time with us, man. We yeah. would love this to have you fantastic. back. Dude. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Anytime. Yeah. Right on, man. Yeah. And yeah. I, I'd like to, I'd like to make myself uh, available. I suppose, for lack of a better word, that if anyone would like to exchange uh, information or thoughts or ideas. You know, I would be more than open and readily available to it. Cool. And uh, I'd be willing to learn anything. That's but great. But I, I, I do want to make it perfectly clear, like I said earlier, don't bring me a damn, you know, pile of shit and tell me it's a cinnamon roll. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Do you have a way for people to get in touch with you? Email or? Uh, mostly through my Facebook, I guess, because I'm kind of technologically retarded. Hey man, I get it. So, so you know, doing this uh, Skype thing, it. it yep. I, I thought I was about to have a brain brain seizure <laughs> trying to get this. Yeah. I hear you, man. But we got it sorted out, and that was great because it's yeah. definitely been well worth the time. So yeah, yeah. thanks again so yeah. much, Steve. Um, this, if anybody yeah. does want to reach out, that all they got to do is look for me on my Facebook and send me a message. It's Craig, C-R-A-I-G, Sparks, and look for the curly mustache. There we go. And you'll know it's the right one. Awesome, Awesome, brother. fantastic.
Hey Barry. Yeah. Have you ever seen have you ever seen a goat sucker? What? Goat sucker. Chupacabra. Oh yeah. Yeah. Have you ever seen one of those? I haven't seen one personally, but I've heard about them. Yeah, me too. If anybody's got a goat sucking story, wait, if you got a goat sucker story, we want to hear it. If you got a Bigfoot story, we want to hear it. If you got a Loch Ness Monster story, or a Lake Champlain story, or Ogo Pogo story, or uh, an Oingo Boingo story, wait, that that was an 80s band. Anyway, you got a weird cryptid story, we want to hear it. I didn't even know what a cryptid was, man. Yeah, dude, cryptids, they're like uh, the animals that haven't been necessarily proven by science. They're the ones on the edge. You know, they're not necessarily known animals, but they're known animals. We don't have the bodies or anything like that. So they're kind of like half myth, half story based in reality, but still in that weird mystery area that we don't know about yet. Cryptids are fun. Dude, that is, that was an intense Bigfoot encounter. Man. Very, very. When he was a kid. Whew, that's one of my favorite stories that I've heard. Yeah. Uh, especially Bigfoot stories, man, because it was so right there. Yeah. Uh, he's an interesting guy. Mm-hmm. I really, he's one of those throwback kind of guys where, like, he's kind of an old school mind and, mm-hmm. and kind of a do-it-yourself kind of a guy. And... Man, he's you just never know what you're going to get and I think that he was one of those guests that we've had on where it's like his enthusiasm and his knowledge of the subject far exceeded what I even cuz we've had some Bigfoot folks on and um but man he just has such a uh, a great way of looking at that and uh and life itself Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun to talk to somebody like that who, um, you know, I'll say this, you know, Oklahoma um, has a lot of characters and uh, and a lot of characters that don't necessarily fit the mold. Yep. And he's one of those guys that, you know, he's like, you know, a dude that's done a ton of research on his own, yep. has a very good understanding of what it is that he's talking about. Mm-hmm. And uh, just a just a joy to talk to, man. We we appreciate him for you know spending the time with us for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like just like you said, he is a he is a researcher. He has done his studying and not just you know a Google search. And he's done a lot in the field. And he's banged up right now uh, with a foot, so he can't get out there. But he's dying to get back out in the field. And uh, and do some more research, but I loved his story, um, all the stories. But I did love his story about how he was um, messing with the uh, that the television. Yeah, that was funny, man. That's that funny. Fun. I mean, I just think it's perfect too. <laughs> yeah, you know, because I mean, we all kind of have our feelings about that kind of stuff, where it's like, you know, they've got to produce something because mm-hmm. I mean, you're spending a lot of money to get out there and. You know, it's just one of those things where it's like, if you had the opportunity to fuck with somebody, like, in my mind's eye, I think I would probably want to do that. I'd probably yeah. want to try to do that. Yeah, yeah. You know, because they're not respecting what it is that exactly. is out there. You know, Exactly, dude. And that's and that was his whole, you know, point of it was, it wasn't just being mischievous, but it was being um, protective of, right. you know, the, 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 the creature the being exactly yeah yeah but he was uh i mean in the rake story too i mean oh dude that's really interesting 
are just strange, man. Yeah, it is. It's a um, man. What a what a wild thing. But he's yeah, we've got, got some pictures. So we oh, cool. Oh, sweet, sweet, sweet. Yeah, I haven't seen him yet, so I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited to see that. That's really cool. Hey, I was going to ask you about this too. Um, why did I not watch the Mothman prophecy? Have you, have you seen that movie with uh, I with uh, Richard Greer? Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw that um, a while ago. Um, it's really good. I yeah. was surprised. I don't know why or how I missed that. I must have been on tour back then or something. Because it's mm-hmm. like, that was like, uh, my wife was watching it the other day. And she was like, she's like, you need to watch this movie. And uh, and, I, and I was like, ah, you know, whatever. I, I you know, I mean, Richard Gere, he's a, he's a good, he's a good ac- actor. But I, I didn't really think much about you know about it but i was like man this is actually a really pretty interesting movie and they you know kind of kind of do it justice a little bit as far as trying to get you in that mindset of you know the mothman and all that kind of stuff um kind of keep you on your toes a little bit but uh yeah i thought i'd ask you about it because I, I don't know if you ever saw that yeah i saw it years ago like whenever it came out on dvd yeah. you know so I don't know when that was, but yeah, that was I know a, that was quite a while. I think it was at ago. least 20 years ago. I think it was probably around 20 years ago for sure. Yeah. And, uh, or maybe, but you know, close in that range, at least I probably could use a, a you know, a reviewing yeah. at some point. So, yeah. Yeah. It was good. It was good. So anyway, uh, back to Mr. Sparks. He, uh, again, appreciate him coming on to yes. the show he just knocked it out of the ballpark. We're gonna have him back. I'm sure of it. I mean, I'm I hope sure, so. Yeah. I'm sure he'll he'll want to share some other stuff. And um, again, I, I encourage anybody out there who's interested in that kind of stuff, give him a shout, man. He he really wants to connect with people, and um, and I think for his own sort of research, uh, would like more stories to, yep. to to delve into. Cool. All right. Well. Um guess we should uh, start packing things up here for the week. Um, but just a quick reminder to everybody that if you have a story to share, we would love to hear it. could be about Bigfoot, could be about ghosts, could be about a, uh unusual job you had one summer. Um, it could just be an epic adventure that you had, you know, some travel stories, some anything that's, you know, a little bit outside of the normal, anything that's crazy, anything that's just a good story. Um, doesn't have to be aliens, uh, magic, supernatural, paranormal, true crime, all those things we love. But uh, we love so much more. We just love good stories. And we love talking to you guys and communicating and making those awesome connections with our guests and with the members of Weirdsville. Um, but if you do have a story, you can contact us through our our website. Our, which is whatsyourweirdstory.com, which has all of our episodes for free to download and listen to. You can contact us through our Facebook page and through our Instagram and our Twitter and you know, our email, which is wywspod at gmail.com. That's wywspod at gmail.com. Or you can call our phone number, our hotline, which is... 513-909-9821 um, and leave us a message there you know if you uh, just want to 
write your story out. We can have that read on the air by our reader. Um, we love having those too. So yeah, we just, you know, we love hearing from you guys and we love hearing good stories. So be part of the show and join us and join us next week when we speak to Travis, who is a fellow podcaster, a paranormal podcaster. He's also a bit of a paranormal investigator and his show that he does with his buddy, his co-host is Ghost in the Night. And it's cool. They do a little bit more investigating than we do. But, of course, that's not our focus. Our focus is you guys and your stories. Um, and Travis has got some really cool stories Yeah, he was, he was a great guest, really. Yeah. And uh, I think we'll probably return the favor at some point. So Hopefully, uh, hopefully. You know? Yep. But uh, also, we're going to be on another podcast, uh, J&T Unsolved, with our friend Tim from a couple of weeks ago. And uh, that's going to be recorded tomorrow night, Saturday, on Facebook. Um, but that will have already happened by the time this goes out. So um, we'll uh, we'll put some links up in the social media and all that stuff as well. So, all right, Weirdsville, thank you for joining us once again here on the What's Your Weird Story podcast. We hope you had a good time and enjoyed yourselves and have a good week. And we will see you next time. Here in Weirdsville on the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Until then, be safe. Be weird. As always, if you have a weird story, we want to hear it. If you have a lot of them, we want to hear them all. We can't do this podcast without your invaluable contributions. Whether it's sharing your stories, listening, rating, and spreading the word about the podcast. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Be safe. Be weird. The stories presented on the What's Your Weird Story podcast are, to our knowledge, true experiences that our guests have had. We can't take the time to research all claims made, and besides, it's just not as fun.